What are you doing out here? I'm doing stuff. Thanks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stuff and Thangs podcast. I am Sam Jones, and I'm joined for our final show of this season by the one, the only, Alfie Adams. How you doing? Uh, was that a drum roll? It was a pathetic attempt on my desk for a drum roll, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my answer to that question is man flu. Oh, what? Yes. You, you, man, you should have said I could have, you know, we could have postponed this. I could have spoken to AMC. I mean, this is serious. I, I still think it's, man flu is what starts the zombie apocalypse. It is. It, well, it, it has it to really be. I mean, is. there's no other thing out there that's one, uh, you know, <sighs> completely incurable and, right. and will reduce men who are, as we all know, the, the healthy working force of the world. <clears throat> To, to, yeah. being, to being zombies, and uh, not not good, not good. Well, I'm hoping you can survive long enough that we can get through two episodes of Fear. Um, yes, yes, I, yes. I've got to yes. be honest with you, if a couple of weeks ago someone had said... Oh, right, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. Before we even get into the episode, I just want to, I got to throw a few things out there. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, my, my lovely bride has been suffering from bronchitis, and so there's been many moments over the past week where um, I have threatened to herschel her because I thought she was starting to turn. <laughs> and so I've I, I've locked her in the uh, bedroom uh, one time and put the dog in front of the door. I told her that was her meal if she turned. Yeah. And I told her that the uh, storage room in the basement was prepared and I was getting ready to put her in there because every time she starts coughing, I go, it's starting. You're starting to turn. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, uh, I assume you checked her for bites, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not getting that close, to uh, be honest. Okay. Yeah, that seems um, fair. And then the other thing, and and the disappointing uh, to some, to our most loyal uh, fans and listeners, we had talked during the watch party and and throughout the week about having some guest appearances in today's show. Yeah, and and sadly, none of those are going to be able to happen. Oh, um, shocking. Part of it, part of it was uh, was was me. I dropped the ball. I didn't uh, know if we would be recording today. So. Uh, memos were late getting out so <laughs> so, so you're, um, you're taking the hit on that <laughs> i'll take the hit on that yeah i'll see even though um even though it was lack of communication on sam's part but um i'll, I'll take you know, it hey. for you man i mean i've got an ocean between me and them it's cool i'll take the hit that's fine <laughs> my fault everybody um well I'm, I'm hoping perhaps we can get some guests on for our our preview show for season seven of the walking dead that sounds good. That yeah, sounds we'll good. see. We'll see. If we can get a bit of an ensemble cast. Um, <clears throat> but basically, what I was about to say then, I wasn't really ready to fly into it. But what I was about to say was, oh. if someone had said to me or you a few weeks ago that we were going to be sitting down to review two episodes back to back of the Fear of the Walking Dead, I think both of us would have let out a pretty convincing zombie groan. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I've got to be honest. Um, I thought last week's episode w- was good. I thought it had a lot in it that I really enjoyed and I really got into. Um, right. And I think these two episodes did a lot in them, although there's still some scenes I'd, I'll highlight as hitting my head against a brick wall. There was a lot of good in it again. Um, it, I, I enjoyed them, um, possibly right up until the last scene, but we'll get into that. Yeah, I don't want to quite 
say that the show redeemed itself? No, no, it didn't. You, you um, can't, you can't, you can't run a restaurant, feed people crap for six days of the week, and then put a five star experience on a Sunday and expect to get good reviews. Yeah, I, I will say this. I think overall. I'm very interested to see where they take it now in season three. Yeah, they've done their job, haven't they? <laughs> they did, but the but the problem is going to be, and we all said this Sunday night. Why were the rest of the episodes not even close to this? Well, what is interesting, and I'm trying desperately to research the facts behind this. So what I'm about to say now is purely conjecture at this time because I've not Mm -hmm. been able to fact check it. But from what I've been reading, uh, there's various websites, you know, loads of them geek websites um, that I frequent because, you know, like to see what they're up to. And a lot of them are claiming that the final four episodes... I mean, we've complimented the final three, but the final four were actually taking over, and the showrunner up to that point is actually taking a back seat. And Robert Kirkman himself stepped in to help with the final episode, and is personally going to be the showrunner for season three. Hmm. Now, again, this is the kind of rumor mill. Now, it was interesting to me that he was on The Talking Dead, um, because I'd sort of read all of that and I thought, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. I knew it was him who pitched the idea to AMC. Um, right. So I knew he was involved in that. I've also seen at different points, you know, the executive producer, but then again, I think he's just going to get that no matter what. Um, right. But yeah, apparently he he stepped in. He felt that they weren't going in a direction that he he envisioned for it. And he right. he has basically taken it over to take it in that direction. Hmm. Now it could just be people looking at it and seeing seeing that, um, but there seems to be more and more of that appearing. So I'm going to keep my eye on that because well, it'd be know, interesting. It well, it, it is interesting that you say that, and because I, I I brought this up Sunday night, and I had honestly meant to bring it up in the podcast two or three weeks ago, but I had saw a story that the showrunner who had been doing season two, yeah. and and, and the, what you're telling me about the the switchover is the first I've heard of that, yeah. But the the the, show, the guy who was doing the show running had um, like an aversion to gore, yeah. Like, it's not his thing. Yeah. And that was one of the things that got me the most about these final two episodes. Oh, there was some awesome stuff. In yeah. It. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dive I, into I, it, I felt but, like uh, I was watching a zombie show again and not just a teen drama. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's basically the point I was making as well. Um, but it is apparently he's not gone because they don't want to do like a big thing. The showrunner has been fired. But sure, he sure. is not driving the car anymore, which is an accurate mm-hmm. analogy for us to dive into episode 14, I think. <laughs> See, yes, it's almost sir. like I planned that. That was good. Um, so episode 14 of Fear of the Walking Dead was called... Oh, crap. Come uh, on. No, I honestly don't remember this one. I was so focused on the uh, the last one. Really? And I, and I And I genuinely didn't look it up either. Um, so episode yeah. 14 of Fear the Walking Dead, which will remain nameless Wrath. at this time. Wrath. It's called Wrath. Yes, oh, okay. very fitting. 
Yeah, very. Um, so it begins, we meet up with Ophelia again. Um, I'm delighted to say it's not a flashback. Um, <laughs> Ophelia is on her own, and she's, uh, I believe, at the Mexico-US border. There's a fence there. Um, uh-huh. And we have, for me, and I've written this here, and I've written finally, underlined with exclamation marks, we have an element of fear in Fear of the Walking Dead, where yep. she's just doing something and all of a sudden, you know, the walkers are on her. It felt so much more like The Walking Dead, so much like a zombie show straight away, just that opening right. scene. Right. Um, you know, I think I wrote here, finally some zombie danger. <laughs> um, she does great dispatching them, um, which, which you know, if I'm going to be unbelievably picky, uh for this earlier on she's and for that inexperience she's doing it like rick etc do on season six season seven yeah but at the same time you know brushing over that i thought it was a really good opening and set the scene for the double episode yep um so we have the opening credits and we catch up with nick um nick made the decision as we know that he was going to try and make the drop of the oxy to the I'm just going to call them the banditos because, okay. you know, if if they're basically going to be that stereotypical about Mexicans, I'm going to do it as well. <laughs> um, so he steals the oxy with the help of a, of a friend um, whose name I don't know, uh, Red Shirt. Mm. Um, the two yeah. of them make their way out, um, make their way out of the camp, basically. Uh, I think it's supposed to be sort of the middle of the night, one, two in the morning or something like that, to try and make their way to the Banditos supermarket. (laughs) Um, One of the criticisms I made a few weeks ago about the fact I felt like the show really jumped about too much to the point you couldn't get into a storyline. The opening to this does move around the characters, but I actually feel like it was paced well enough that it felt like everything was advancing and you weren't being confused. I'd agree with that, yeah. It, it was just, it was rather than, it, whereas before it felt like people were almost mid-sentence and you were waiting for the next part of the scene and then they'd jump away. Um, right. With this, you could see characters doing something. You could see, okay, they're going to do that. Right, that's fine. So I know what they're doing. Okay, now, um, so it felt a lot more better. Uh, a lot better. Um, so we now go to Travis and Madison. Uh, they wake up, or Travis wakes up. Madison's already awake. Um right. Again, any scene with Madison, and I, I, I tend to have a problem with. Um, I, oh I still gosh. can't warm to her at all. Um, she, <sighs> she says to Travis that she thinks perhaps Chris is better off. I thought that was interesting um, from the point of view of he's obviously a danger to people. Um, I think Travis can see that now, and and <laughs> he's had it proven to him quite horrifically. Um, and I think the point Madison's trying to make there is is kind of. Well, it's kind of right to a point, you know, he is better off not around people in this setup. You know, he's better off out there if that's his mindset now. Um, I, I do think that's going to be kind of difficult for someone to hear. You know, in if you're looking at this timeline-wise, that's the next morning after he's got back. Um, yeah. I feel like the guy's just woken up and Madison's kind of like, I've been thinking. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, right, right, right. So it was a bit... Yeah. <clears throat> Um, Alicia brings Travis breakfast, um, and we get an apology from Travis. Do you think that was fair? I, I mean, I think he, he needed to apologize. Yeah, no, I, I, um, for some strange reason with the, the Alicia and the, the Travis scene, I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I've not been a big fan of Travis, um, but he's 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 been yeah he's been redeeming himself. um, And I'm uh, I'm Team Trav right now, and we all know why. uh, (laughs) Um, And uh, and still, Alicia, the character, um, definitely one of my favorites on the show. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Um, But there was a good scene between them. Uh, I think the apology. One thing I was going to say, and I did write: Do you think she actually forgave him, or do you think it was just a case of? Um, because she she was very was almost Madison esque or very deadpan in her kind of okay, you know I'll accept your apology. Perhaps it's going to take a little bit of time, which is true of any situation. I think it's going to take a little sure. bit of time for the because I think she did think of him as her dad. Do do you not agree? Yeah. I think Nick not so much, but I think she certainly did. I think she looked on Travis very much as her father. Um, right. So to yeah, see, no, I think so. Yeah, to see him kind of choose Chris I think was tough for but I think in the time they've been apart I think she's kind of grown up a lot and perhaps absolutely due to the world has seen okay I can I can understand it a little bit more um yeah but yeah th- that was a good scene there was a lot said without things being said which I always think is the mark of a great scene um Nick we see again and he's trying to deal um uh sorry Nick's trying to do the deal he his fear has been confirmed though you know he's arrived at this supermarket and these guys are tooling up they look like a yeah. el bandito army um <laughs> i just love saying that um i mean I've, ri- I've written here the bad guys i mean you know it's just they were so yeah. they were so typical of things but yeah um we see the family that were there before including the little girls being killed that yeah. That that was a little bit tough for me. I think <laughs> I didn't I didn't like that, but I can understand again to reinforce these guys are bad. <laughs> right. We're just gonna right. show you this to reinforce they are not good people. Um El Banditos no bueno. Yes, El Bandito bad. Um <laughs> so here's a question for you. We've just seen that they were quite happy to murder a little girl. Yeah. Um, why would they not kill Nick? <laughs> why Why were these two guys kind of like, yeah, you go back and warn everyone we're coming. Surely you just kill them and have the element of surprise. Yeah. The, the way they tried to steer the story was they prefer to take the place without having to kill people. I mean, they've just right. shot a little girl. They obviously have no qualms with killing people. Um, so it, it just seemed... That that didn't make sense to me, and it's not the first time they could have killed Nick and haven't. Um, no, yeah, and when you know when you're trying to present someone as a ridiculously bad guy, you know, season seven opener, Negan is not going to have thumped one of his own people to the floor and gone, "Ha ha, caught you all! Come on, let's all hug it out." Right, he is right, going right. to murder people <laughs> because you know. It, so I don't, I don't get it. Um, no, no. I mean, your point makes absolute sense, but I got to say for once in this show, I was actually so engrossed in the story going on. I didn't pick that up. No, and, it's, and it's true. I mean, I was, I was very much into it because I felt like every single scene, even when they were going from one to the other was moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. it was interesting. I, I was speaking to one of my friends who really got disillusioned with the show and actually stopped watching and I was, mm-hmm. um, but still listen to our podcast kindly. Um, and mm-hmm. I, and he said to me that he didn't watch four episodes. He watched last week's off the back of what I'd said 
and he's watched right. the finale now. And he sent me a text message just before we recorded to say, really enjoyed the finale, you're right. Um, however, it's quite sad that in all those episodes I missed, nothing really changed. <laughs> but, but, yeah, uh, you know, it finally, very true. It finally feels like in these final episodes, the characters are all moving. There's finally story development, character development. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was... And you- and you know, I just want to add for AMC when they listen in on this. Oh, for sure. Part of the part of the reason that I was actually looking forward to these final two episodes is because I had saw the spoilers yeah. of the general outline, and I was like, "This looks awesome." Okay, I'm excited now. Yeah, just putting out there, we didn't develop the spoilers. We just we just saw them and read them. <laughs> right. I didn't talk to the food delivery guys from Kraft Foods that was, you know, serving on set. Um, uh, it's all gone. It's all someone gone else wrong. did. It's all gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick, get back on track. Um, do, do you want to know why I want to get back on track? Because I get to say something now, which I really enjoy. So the, oh, no. So the no, bro Migos, don't. Oh, the bro Migos are there. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. are. Bro. Migos, um, they're there, and Madison finds them. Um, they're being their typical gobby selves. Um, it, it, it's funny they're Americans in Mexico, but they remind me of how Brits are portrayed whenever we go to Europe. Okay, um, just generally like loudmouth yobbish, and so so that was kind of amusing to me. Um, but the Bro Migos are discovered by Madison, and the penny drops pretty fast. Um, yeah, that was probably the first scene that Madison's been in that I was interested in. That sounds really harsh, but the woman drives me insane. Um, but in that one scene, it was interesting to me. Um, well, it was only interesting to me because of the Bromigos yeah, and, and you their storyline. <laughs> I did say it. Um, we said it a lot Sunday night, to be oh, honest with you. Um, but no, it, and it, that scene had nothing to do with the, with the character Madison Yeah, because she's still, I'm sorry, that woman cannot act no, well, period end of sentence. Yeah. She can't uh, either that, or she is being directed to do something as a character, which is so, um, <clears throat> niche in the people who would pick up on what she's doing <laughs> that the rest of uh, us are left thinking, yeah, she can act. Um, you know, I, I have a homework project for you sometime. Okay. Um, I, I found out, uh, somebody Sunday night actually said that she was in a movie that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and it didn't leave an impression on me. So I need to go back and watch the movie to see how she does in it. Um, okay. It was a movie called the blind side. Did, did, did that make it the bigger? Blind there? side. It's about football, NFL football. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, we'll watch that sometime. It's a good movie. Well, yeah, but just and, be on the lookout for it. Madison, too. She's oh, okay. in. She's a teacher in it, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. No, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can find. Um, but going about this, Madison leaves there, and she actually goes straight to Strand. Um, so that was interesting to me. She didn't go straight to Travis, but in her conversation with Strand, you can find out why. She's obviously yeah. concerned of how Travis is going to react to them being there and Chris not being there. Um, they have said that the guy driving the thing is dead. Um, right. She obviously thinks that's Chris at this time. Um, I think any any scene with Stranding is automatically good. Regardless oh, yeah. of who he is, the guy has a voice and a, and a kind of charisma, gravitas about him that he steals every scene he's in. 
Absolutely. Also in this, the way he speaks, the way he's very clear, you know, I had hope when that hope was gone. I'm not sure Travis can, can cope with that. His right. point of view, you know, I don't agree. I, I you know, I, if, if it was me and it was my son that I'd want to know, but at the same time, I completely understood his point of view and all the time, you know, he's, he's a manipulator of people. He's, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. a survivor in that sense. Um, so that was interesting to me. Uh, see here, here's where I got knocked out of this show. Um, we had the episode before where I thought the stupid scene with Madison and Alicia on the, on the pier where she's like confessing up her, her secrets. So it was important enough to put all that in, but now she wants to go back to keeping secrets again. Yeah. And it just, I, I know I nitpick Madison, the character and the actress, but it's not consistent to me. Well, no, the, the problem is whenever you, you come back to a general problem or a general gripe, it tends to be around her and the story that's around her. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting on the Talking Dead, Kirkman seems to want to take her in a certain direction for season three. Um, mm. If someone is getting hold of that character and is going to open it up, so finally we get to see a range um, and this actress could perhaps prove me completely wrong, I'd be very, very happy. Um, if it continues down the same road, I can see a lot of people just continuing to feel like I do, which is you're hitting your head against a brick wall every scene she's in. Right. Um, so we, I've now written in capital letters, and I've even put little stars next to it, like a schoolgirl, uh, best scene in fear ever. Nick is talking to Alejandro. They're talking about the imminent threat. And then uh, all yes. of a sudden we see a patient in the background is starting to reanimate. He's obviously died and is reanimating. We see it. They don't. Right. That in that split second, there is everything that I wanted, you know, everything I was expecting in this show a lot. The reanimated patient attacks, uh, takes a bite out of Alejandro. I'll get to say it again. Uh, Alejandro has now been bitten for real. Um, Nick, uh, tries to save people by driving it over the edge of a balcony. The thing lands in a bed with another patient and bites the patient's nose clean off. Yes. Then Ugh. bites a woman's finger off. I mean, they blew their budget on gore in this one. <sighs> but right. then, then yes. Nick kills it by driving his thumbs through the eyeballs. <sighs> that was so gross. <laughs> It was. <laughs> it was it, amazing. It really was. It was awesome. <laughs> and you immediately saw the fear in Alejandro because he'd actually mm-hmm. been really bitten this time. Um, mm-hmm. And Nick spots it straight away. It. Um, what a great scene. Wasn't that good? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was off the chain. Yeah. Uh, we, we go back to the hotel, um, and there's a big commotion. Travis is, you know, just generally sorting through some clothes and you can hear loads and loads of noise going on. Uh, basically Madison is trying to get the bro Migos out after a conversation with, um, Strand, she's decided to get him out of here because I want to try and protect Travis from this truth and let him have the hope. Um, Travis sees it all, looks through the window, spots the two bro Migos, and heads out there. 
Um, he gets them literally as they're at the gate, and you can kind of feel the Madison. Oh no! <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you, as soon as you hear his voice shout out, um, we leave them there, and we go to see Nick, who is trying to leave. Um, he tells uh, Luciana that Alejandro is lying. Um, makes it very clear um, she doesn't want to leave. You know, Nick knows that he's lying. Sorry, he doesn't tell her at this point. He knows right. he's lying. He wants to leave. She's adamant about staying. They talk a lot about faith in this, and it's just interesting that all of this build for what feels like forever is finally getting to a point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um we catch up with Ophelia again. Uh, the show's got a real good pace at this point, and they're sort of moving around. Uh, she finds a hole in the fence and crosses the border, um, but then is stopped by a man with a gun. Um, yeah. The guy fires on her, she hides, and then the guy grabs her and welcomes her to America. Um, just well, was- I got to say, I, I thought I, I really struggled with that whole her going into America because she enters in, you know, uh, the absolute most deserted part. Yeah of the border that she could. And she was on a road with her truck when it broke down. Yeah. So why not just cross the border and stay at least on a road so that you could hope to find buildings? I or think she was looking st- for a hole in the fence, wasn't she? She was just walking along. Yeah, but there was a road. That means there's a gate somewhere. That means yeah. it's not that hard to cross. Yeah. It just, <sighs> I struggled with that. Okay, well, um, out of interest, I do remember, aren't there people who've basically anointed themselves as border patrolmen? They're kind of like vigilantes, if you like. You, Yeah, 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 militia guys. And yeah, I don't want to get into that because we need to bring that up at the end of, okay. of all this. Well, but, um, it was more just yeah. that does exist because obviously I – and I was sort of thinking if that does exist – then it would stand the reason that those guys would be still there in essence, you know, because we're still early days and they're in quite an isolated remote area. Um, so yeah. Okay. So Ophelia's in essence, we think being captured. We don't know the guy could be right. perhaps just helping her. Or we, you know, we, we generally don't know at this point. Um, Travis is now with the Bromigos. Um, and he asked them to explain, you know, where's Chris? Um, now they tell him that Chris died in a car crash, and Travis, you can tell, you know, immediately breaks. So I think really well acted by the guy. Yes, um, you know, fantastic. There's a kind of a noise people can make, which is involuntary when when you you properly break down, and the guy did that. You know, he really showed a real gut punch kind of emotion reaction. You know right. that that kind of he didn't know whether to stand up, sit down. He you know he just didn't know what to do. Um, as he's leaving, the Bromigos put too much detail into their story, and Travis realizes they're lying. Um, he spent some time with these guys, and you can almost see a, a switch get flipped in his eyes. Again, right. brilliantly acted um, <clears throat> because he, you know, he was leaving. He was kind of completely gut punched. He wanted to go probably be by himself for a moment. But then they they just kept talking and talked themselves mm-hmm. in the trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, he manages to get Madison etc out of the room and he locks the door and he basically opens up on him to try and get the truth. Uh, lands a few punches, grabs one by the throat, knocks one to the floor. 
um, and he basically beats a confession out of them that uh, Chris crashed the car, he broke his leg, and they shot him in the head. Yeah. Um, oh, what I've written next is Travis snaps. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the guy completely snaps. Uh, the headbutt in this is fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the whole scene is brilliant. Uh, the two Bromigos, well done to them. You know, they, they took a severe beating. Um, <laughs> Travis uh, just, well, he literally kills two people with his bare hands. Yeah. Um, and we have Oscar um, try to get in to stop him. Uh, Oscar, yeah. unfortunately, tries to get in on Travis, who is completely snapped, and Travis slams his head in the door, knocking right. him out. Uh, again, right. that was brilliant. You know, It was just so well done. Um, and so Oscar's, and I, I loved, I loved the, uh, the like ringing noise that was playing the whole time yeah. during his snap to, you know, yeah. uh, they've used, they've used that a lot, like in, in almost like, Dead almost like kind of white noise, you know, yeah. the guy's completely gone. Yeah. Right. Um, so the, the episode ends with, you know, Travis is basically sat there covered in blood. The two Bromigas have been beaten to death. And Oscar is out cold. We don't know how if he's alive. Even you know he's completely right. out. The the one thing in this scene, I really really enjoyed it. The one thing again, uh, people are just going to think I'm doing this is Madison. I don't understand. Surely <sighs> you would be screaming and hammering at that door, and she wasn't. It just felt like she was like, "Oh no, Trav, no." That's oh, exactly no, what no. everyone watching said. It just, I, I mean, and they were making fun of her going, Travis, yeah. Travis, hello. The, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was like, horrible. Cooey, are you in there? You know, you're right. watching someone beat two people to death. You're watching your husband yeah. commit murder with his bare hands. Yeah, and you're going to go one of two ways. One, you're going to go into utter shock, be disgusted, and kind of just silence and you know, wide-eyed, or you're going to be screaming, trying to smash the door down. Um, But it was nothing. It was the complete... And that is the only thing that almost ruined that scene for me, is the fact the background to the fight is all I hear is, Travis, Travis, Akui. Right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you get the the strangers, basically, to Travis. Yeah, to get in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, Madison manages the balls up of a really good scene. But we, I mean, that was episode fourteen. That's episode fourteen in the can. Um, Wrath is a wrap. Wrath you, is done. Are you happy for me to roll straight into fifteen? Absolutely, roll on. Uh, episode fifteen opens with Travis is in essence he's taken off. The guys break into the room uh, via yep. the window outside, and they take Travis off and imprison him in the in like the hotel. Um, this is the group that are in essence in charge of the hotel. Um, he's killed two of them, and Oscar looks in a really bad way. Um, the doctor's looking at him, and it doesn't look good. The doctor, who is his brother. Um, we have the opening credits, and we see Alejandro now, um, and he's, <laughs> I don't know, I, I don't get to say it much more, and I'm not going to be able to get to say it in season three, so I'm going to get as what many. What are you going to do when we go back to The Walking Dead and there's no Spanish in it? Well, there's got to be at least one character, aren't there? Well, there's Rosita, but see? I mean. If Rosita yeah, dies but... now, I'm going to be gutted. Rosita, uh, Lucille, yeah. Rosita, yeah, Senorita right. Rosita. See, there you go. I can have fun with that. Um, so, 
so we see and he's being taken by the sickness um he is uh, you know he's going through the the temperature etc um we have a uh, mention of losing faith um like i said before we are finally finally getting to the apex of that storyline which feels like we've been traveling along for years um right. it was a very interesting perspective at the start and then they dragged it out so long i, I was losing the will to live with it um we go to see I honestly i honestly i couldn't even stomach it during when it was on screen at this point in time yeah well, i just wanted them to wrap it up i was like come on let's let's wrap yeah, it up let's I mean, move was, on i was pleased to finally be seeing some conclusion to it you know it's like anything you you have act one act two act three you know and we feel like act three has been delayed by 2.1 2.2 2.3 it's just right, you need right. to wrap it up and finally they are so i was i was quite enjoying that um madison and alicia agreed to leave the hotel um basically their uh, travis is being kicked out there's no two ways about it alicia is the one who suggests they they stay together. Um, right. Strand is against it. Uh, Strand, I think, pulls out a brilliant line of, I had the chance to kill myself before and I didn't do it for Mr. Abigail. I'm not doing it for you yeah. fools. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, uh, Strand, again, is a, is a scene stealer and he makes his point Absolutely. clear. Um, Alicia, though, uh, clearly would much rather get her family unit back together, which I can understand. Uh, right. And Madison agrees with her. They agree to leave the hotel and do a deal where basically they can stay for the night in their room and then they'll leave first thing in the morning. And the woman who was the hotel manager agrees to that. You know, these people have helped us set this place up. Let's, you know, okay, right. we'll give you that. Um, we again jump back to Alejandro, who is trying to inspire his people to stand and fight. Uh, Nick is kind of looking on, shaking his head. Um, and he, he leaves whilst Alejandro is doing that. Now, when Nick right. leaves, once again, we we have Nick covered in blood because that's just the way Nick rolls. Um, yeah. But we do see him pull out a pair of binoculars and he spots what looks like a military base in the distance. Yeah, um, helicopter. It was... It's good to see that we're going to get a take on the civilization again. Um, yes. So I was very pleased to see that, you know, because although they were in LA and LA seemed to break down really fast. It stands to reason that other places would still be established and would still be trying to maintain some sort of order. Sure. sure. So again, it was one of the things I was really keen to see in this show. So mm -hmm. them exploring that in season three, I hope we'll get to see. Right. right. Um, so we see him see that. And then that scene ends, uh, Travis and Madison have written here, and you all like this. Travis and Madison bond over their mutual kills. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, the two of them are coming back together by talking about the people they've been killing. Um, yeah. Madison hints in this conversation that she was kind of down with killing people before all of this. Did you pick up on that? No, I did not. Yeah, she basically, she's saying to Travis that um, you know, all this is new to you, um, and I understand that I'm going to stand by you. You've got to do what you've got to do. Um, but I was ready for this before this started. Um, 
they have tried desperately on the Talking Dead over the season to keep driving me towards, oh, she's got a pass, she's got a pass, and I have not seen it hinted at ever. If it has been, it's been ridiculously subtle to the point that I wonder why they're doing it. If the general, right. if me who does a podcast about the show and watches whilst writing notes cannot spot things, how is someone who's just the general audience going to pick up on it? But right. that I did pick up on. Um, and it's funny because normally I kind of tune her out, but um, on that, probably because I was quite into Travis and what was going on there, I did see that. Um, now, in the background, we've got the Doctor who's trying to save his brother's life. His brother's Oscar, and Oscar dies, and he has to put Oscar down. It's pretty clear the moment Oscar dies that things are about to get rowdy. Um, they're out yeah. for revenge. They've obviously got knives, etc. Um, How hardcore was that scene where they take the power drill to yeah. his skull? Well, I was, I was about to say this. This is kind of following a, a scene where once again they're showing us that they do have a budget for gore because yeah. he's trying to save his brother's life by removing part of his skull to allow his brain to expand because he's got swelling on the brain. Yeah. Um, anyone who did medicine through time in history would know that that's called tray finding, where you crack open someone's skull to let the demons out. Mm. <laughs> um, but basically he tries and fails. Um, he, his brother dies, and then he just slides that uh, that kind of what we call Stanley blade just straight into the to the head, which was... Yeah, not nice. Um, they they storm the room, Travis and Madison's room, and they attack Travis, and they're going to kill him. Um, I mean, they've beaten on him a bit, and now they're holding him. Two go- well, one guy sort of two guys are holding him. One guy's got a gun to his head. Um, right. They're going to kill him. Alicia, Madison are there, um, and all of a sudden, just as we think the guy's going to pull the trigger, and by the way, I genuinely did think we were going to, you know, even though we'd read that synopsis. I genuinely did think they were going to pull the trigger. There was part of me that genuinely thought Travis was going to get shot, Um, which again shows that I was into it, which is great. Um, Alicia steps up and stabs the guy um, with her knife. She saves Travis, and then Travis fights his way free. A gun goes flying across the room, and Strand picks it up. um, And Strand, using the gun, allows the three of them to escape. Right. Um, Madison, Travis, um, and Alicia basically grab a truck. They grab their things like a bag each, and they're ready to go. But Strand stays behind. Um, why? Why has he stayed behind? I cannot work that out. Well, I his, think his reasoning I mean, before I got, but now he has just helped these three people leave, and in essence, he was friends with them. They've just killed one of the group that he's now left there with. What I don't, you know, what's he thinking? It's not like these people are going to be like, oh, okay, then, Mister Strand, well done. Well, I think I, I think we're supposed to believe, and, and I did for the most part, that when it comes to dealing with people, Strand can get any result that he wants. That's his specialty. You know, if Rix yeah. is killing people. Uh, you know, his is manipulating people. So okay. he's not concerned with being able to go back in there and talk his way through it. Um, and I think he just believes that the hotel is the future and it's secure and it has supplies and it's the place to be. Okay. All right. Um, no, that was, I mean, I, I couldn't find the reasoning, but what you've said makes sense. So, uh, and it follows, yeah, I follows just, the story. I, I'm just really, I hope that's not the end of him. 
No, no. Well, I, I, I don't think it will be. I think the reason why he's still there is because I think they like the idea of some of the stuff they've done with the hotel. Um, mm. So I think that's. I think they've still got more to do there. Um, we we go to see Nick, who returns to speak with Alejandro. It's it's a a bit of an odd scene, really, where Nick's kind of mixing up drugs and things, and is going to inject it into him. Um, yeah, Alejandro again. My gosh, what is the the fascination with drug use? Yeah, on this show, it seems to be a, a real focus point for them. When you know, I want to watch a zombie apocalypse show. I'm not watching Train Spotting. Um, you know, that's Sam. That is exactly what I said when when that scene happened. I said I feel like I'm watching Train Spotting. Yeah. Here. Yeah, it's it's kind of you know if I want to if I want to watch that genre of film if that's of interest to me I'll watch it. Um, I I felt the drug addiction part of his character was a really interesting part at one point, but I've said it before. To me now, it's just been driven to the point where I'm sick of it. Um, he actually mo- started to move away from it where he isn't saying, "Oh, I'm a I'm a drug right. I'm a drug at every five right. seconds." But then they threw this in there, and I felt like the the graphic display of him, you know, cooking the stuff on the spoon, none of that yes. was needed. All the, the conversation, the scene, and what was being spoken between the two should have just been the scene. There, right. there didn't need to be anything else. Um, because what they were actually saying was, was powerful. Um, Nick was driving home the fact that, look, I know you're a liar. You know you're a liar. But these people aren't going to leave unless you admit it. Right. Um, right. you know, any, any, you know, he obviously has to, um, and it was a good scene other than that, you know, drug thing kind of made me not want to watch it. Um, but, but the actual content of what was said was good. Yes. Um, Madison, Travis and Alicia are off on the road. They, I mean, for me, I don't know where they were going, but then they arrive at what was the El Banditos, uh, <laughs> supermarket. Um, yeah. The place is completely empty, completely deserted. I mean, Madison says, oh, there must have been a hundred people here, you know, but they've all gone. Um, right. They, they find it completely clear. They also find the three dead bodies, um, the parents mm-hmm. and the little girl. And Madison, again, kind of just starts going through their pockets, which kind of makes Alicia react. Um, I, again, um, yeah, I can understand. I mean, Alicia's just killed someone. Um, obviously, she's going to be dealing with that. I think her character is going to take a little bit of a hit to deal with that. And I can understand that seeing her mum basically just totally disregard the fact that a little girl's led their shot dead because she's on her right. quest to find Nick again, I right. think was kind of like a, hey, <laughs> you know, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I mean, that's how I took the scene anyway. What did you think? So, yeah, after all of the the trying to fix her relationship with Alicia because of picking Nick over her, yeah. her entire life, essentially, she throws all that out the, the window and, the first and, and thing goes, she does, yeah. is go after Nick again. Yeah. But my biggest problem with this scene, I mean, aside from the overall story, okay, I can, I, I can, I can go along with that. Um, yeah. But the the idea, you're in a foreign country, you're going to find someone's ID and be able to understand it enough and understand 
the city layout and yeah. mapping system to get an address to go to their house. Now that's even in the modern world. Yeah. You know, if I went, if I came over and took your wallet, yeah. I probably would not be able to find your house. No, no, no. But now, now they're in a zombie apocalypse living in a makeshift village yeah. and you're going to gain enough information from someone's ID to find it. Yeah. That completely illogical, and I, and it blew the scene for me, or anything that could happen in that scene, in that alone. Agreed. The, the, what makes it more frustrating that they did it that way is the fact that there previously the banditos had maps <laughs> on the wall, right? So if they had found the maps, that scene would have been fine, <laughs> right? But it's this kind of oh you know come on take you on take you on another wild goose chase, um yeah yeah so that was annoying I, I felt the bit with it's almost like the scene they tried to do a double focus the focus for them was on Alicia's reaction and therefore they did something that Alicia could react to and they're trying to tell the story from the point of view of her being like hey are we really doing this again um, right. as opposed to the reality and the being how is she actually going to decipher this wallet and thing you know if right, right. It, it, it's felt like that um so the banditos arrive um all these guys in their trucks lots of weaponry um they uh assault the the wall of walkers if you like make their mm -hmm. way through them to get to the bus uh, the group of them make it on the bus and through, and the place is completely deserted, it seems. Um, totally abandoned. They make their way the whole way through it, um, up the steps and into into the housing. And then we see that Alejandro is there. Um, and I've put in sort of air quotes, he opens the gate, basically he jumps into this bus that they've been using to to be the gate, and he drives it forward, and he lets a herd of walkers into the camp. Um uh, a good scene um, for Alejandro. Um, it's his kind of his final act is one where it's almost like vengeance on these people mm -hmm. who are going to try and take the place from all his, all the people who are his followers. Um, I don't think it's a redemption of him because I mean he's been feeding people to the walkers for right. for months and basically relying on this lie. Um, but it is a slight you know, a, a good way of his character going out, I suppose. Um, I do know he has another scene to come, but um, to be honest with you, I really enjoyed the finale with everything that's going on, um, but I kind of found the Madison hunting Nick thing at the end um, is a little bit, uh, it felt a little bit quick. Um, yeah. And as much as yeah. all of a sudden she was the hotel to the supermarket and all of a sudden she was, she was here. Yeah. And also, yeah. not only was she there, all of those walkers took out all of those banditos um, who were so heavily armed had... Okay. okay. Yeah, go on. No, no, no. I, I just wanted to say, I, this is... I don't know whether it's a problem with the viewer or a problem with the, the, the show. Yeah. This is the thing that I noticed was... So we were watching it and, and, and when the banditos attacked and we're like screaming at the TV, 
um, you know, hey, you guys have all this firepower. Why are you marching through this field of, of walkers? Why yeah. aren't you sitting there eliminating them your first time through? Yeah. And and I had to and I was I had the same reaction. But then I had to go, hey, you know, wait a minute. We're two months into the apocalypse. Yeah. These guys haven't had military training yeah. and we're expecting them to be as efficient as the people are in season six of the walking dead. And I don't know, do we need to consciously remind ourselves every week? Hey, they're way behind or, or does the show need to do a better job of reminding us? I think, no, I think what you just said, it's a really, really good point. And I don't think, I don't think the show have done anything wrong in that sense. What, what, uh, what you just said, right. As the audience member, you do sometimes need to remind yourself but even if this was, um, you know, Rick's group day one or, you know, day one of the apocalypse or day 5,000, you know, season seven, I would still find it odd if you had a group of guys up a hill with that kind of firepower and in the timeline of what's happening, have all been bitten and turned to the point that when Travis and Madison arrive... That it's already happened. Does that make sense? They didn't yeah, arrive but we don't, in here but we gunfire. Don't, but we don't know what that timeline is. But Alejandro is still, is there kind of still awake, not dead. Uh, Nick, etc., is still walking towards the border. So if we're working on the fact that everyone's progressing at the same time, you know, this is still yeah. daylight. They've arrived. What, okay. a couple, well, let's say a couple of hours have passed. It would still, to me, be... Well, I don't know. I suppose a couple of hours passing, you could, you could easily. No, no, no. I mean, I I get it. I mean, you know, I guess the whole thing that, um, well, no, I, no, I was going to say, you know, Alejandro's been what, three days, two days before he's turned. But I guess then if you're bitten and you don't instantly turn, you get eaten and there's nothing left of you. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he I I mean, he's dying of the fever, isn't he? He's dying of the the the, yeah. the disease, the infection. Um, so you know, I don't expect him to bite, die, and reanimate straight away. What what I meant was, he's the timeline isn't like a day's past. You know, this is still no. But be I'm the talking, same day. I'm talking about the the banditos. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, true. And I mean, they can reanimate fast. I, I know that. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's just a case of. Um, it just seemed a little bit strange when you had that amount of guys, that amount of firepower. There didn't appear to be that big a herd. Um, no, it, it just, it just didn't, it just didn't sit to me that that would be probable. But you know, if we're looking at a few hours have gone by and the guys are very inexperienced, as you say, yeah, yeah, okay, I can, I, I, and, I, can, and I, think I can roll with that. <laughs> I think what we have to keep telling ourselves is. You know, the population of, you know, what, six billion people in the world. Yeah. And then by the time we get to season six of, of The Walking Dead, we're probably down to. Well, we're down to millions. Yeah. So obviously lots of people get eliminated. Um, there's lots of people who don't make it through stupidity and yeah. we're seeing those people. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. But it's, and it's and hard to separate right. that. I mean. You know, like you said, they're not going to be military trained, and any of these guys who fire weapons a lot would be used to just blowing people apart. <laughs> you right. know, put five or six center mass isn't going to stop a zombie. Right. Um, so yeah, we 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 see Madison etc. have arrived. Um, 
they again try to just kind of like Alicia goes put yourself in the car Alicia's not having any of that anymore I get the impression she's gonna be a bit more like assertive now right um and she goes to investigate herself having seen what looks like a um sort of light still on with the bus uh Travis and Madison find the herd up in where everyone was living and just you know everyone's dead um, right. We have a scene where Madison's looking around to try and see if she can see Nick. Um, and then the two of them uh, basically retreat from where they are. Um, they run back. They find Alicia's in the school bus uh, with Alejandro. Alejandro's last words to Madison is about Nick and the fact that he went to the border. So we know that Madison, Alicia and Travis have a route. Um, right. We know that they are heading to the border. We catch up with Nick basically leading this group. He, they've walked across a border, which is now open. There's just deserted cars everywhere. Um, and they're walking across when Nick, again, gets his binoculars and looks ahead to see this camp. And then yep. all of a sudden, automatic weapon fire. Uh, Luciana's shot uh, looks quite bad as well. Uh, initially, yeah. it looked quite bad. But then she seemed to be okay at the end. So perhaps it was just a shoulder. I, it looked like she got hit a couple of times in the chest, which obviously would have been game over. That's what it looked like, but I think it was a, I think it was a Daryl wound. <laughs> yeah, good point. Well, it did look that way, didn't it? It did look like she got like the chest. And I thought she, she was, was done. done. Yeah, yeah, I was too. like, she's dead. Yeah, um, she's so, on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice to meet you. Goodbye. Um, All right. But yeah, I mean, they basically opened up on this whole group of uh, refugees, if you like, to just open up on women and children, which again, I always find that awful. Um, but, and then we see these guys and they're basically dressed the same as the one that found Ophelia earlier. Yeah. Um, sort of, sort of, sort of in this kind of amateur military, if you're going right. to call it. Um, so to me, I'm guessing these are, are portraying these militia guys. Correct. Um, and that's it. That's the end of the season. Um, it ends leaving us wondering where they're going to go, which is them doing their job. I got to be honest. <laughs> right. Um, and a few weeks ago, me and you agreed, unless they do something <laughs> half decent, we're not likely to do a podcast for fear again. Um, right. I personally think they've done enough and we will be back to cover season three. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I, I do want to say about that final scene. Yeah. I can't help but feel that that was slightly politically motivated and I, I don't like bringing politics into my entertainment. Yeah. Um, what do you think because of the whole Trump thing? Not necessarily Trump, but just the, you know, there's, there's been a broad sentiment in America, uh, you know, the past five to 10 years of uh, the danger of illegal aliens crossing our border and, and obviously the uh, danger of people arming themselves to stop exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, no, and I, I, I think perhaps I'm, I'm further away from it. So it's not, right. a, but from my point of view, it, it was just that group does exist, you know, same right. as like biker gangs exist and other things. So to me, it was interesting that they're going to take, a group that already existed as a group that's going into the zombie apocalypse. Right. If that makes sense. So I'd like to see, you know, I'm sure there must be army bases that have survived, you know, like a, like a regiment, sure. you know, and there must sure. be biker sure. gangs. There must be. So to me, that was 
uh, to me that's interesting uh, obviously that's me not thinking of any political or or opinion on that just an outsider looking in thinking okay well that group does exist and it does yeah it does rationally say that in that kind of they're not in a big populated area so they wouldn't have been surrounded by walkers on day one that that group could still be around why they're patrolling right. the border i think it's a question i'm going to be interested to see what they're talking about because if these guys are down there again to stop mexicans crossing the border then it's just going to be a massive face palm for me because yeah yeah you know, this is the zombie and, and apocalypse what, people and my thing is because i do it's it's so rooted in our culture right now it would have been no different than like when T Dog met Rick and Rick's wearing his uniform and yeah. T Dog threw up his hands and was like, Yo, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, Don't kill yeah, me. Yeah. You know, and it's like I want my entertainment to be entertainment and my my political to be political. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just keep them no, separate. No, no, so. I completely agree. But um I, I think it, it it greatly depends where they go with it. Because I think they can they can kind of take the real group existing and then go off into like, you know, fantasy if you like you know because oh sure yeah um, these are the zombie attack force or something yeah yeah. right 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 that would be okay for me you know i think if they try and grind it into this oh if only we built the wall then i'd be really annoyed as well because or or this is my post and i can't i can't you know not do my job just because the government fell or whatever you know but don't get me wrong there are going to be people like that um, but at the same time, sure. I'd much rather they take that and try and go with a, you know, we, we've been down here patrolling, stopping the dead, you know, just kind right. of try and be a bit like we've empowered ourselves. Um, yeah, just 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 make it interesting because otherwise, like you said, it can easily get bogged down in in right. political, and you're always going to offend part of your audience. <laughs> Yep. Part of it might like it, but another part's going to be offended. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, that's me done for fear. I mean, I, I'm pleased <laughs> with the way they ended it. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm also kind of pleased it's over. Um, I enjoyed the last few episodes, but before that, it was becoming a real chore. Yep. It was drudgery. It. Yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I am pleased it's over. I am, at the same time, going to enjoy looking to see what they do next because... I, I genuinely, you know, genuinely not sure. Uh, yeah, you know, which which yeah. is good. Which is the way it should be. I should be interested. I should be thinking about it. Um, so before we start thinking about wrapping up, do you have anything else on fear? No, I don't. I don't have anything else on fear. Um, um, do we and- have a spoiler section this week? Well, no, let me, let me just, let me run over a few things real quick. Um, okay. So no, not much in the the spoiler news. Um, it does look like that they're going to kind of do with a talking dead, but kind of a retrospective on like season one of the walking dead. Um, they're doing, Uh, I I saw this, they're doing a two hour special, of yeah, seasons one to six. They're basically doing our job for us. Um, right, 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 <laughs> um, right, 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 right. But right. they are doing a complete retrospective, bringing it up to date. And also, did you see the news about the Talking Dead after the season one opener? Uh, sorry, season seven opener. No. They are doing a Talking Dead with the entire cast who were at that scene. So oh, Glenn, cool. Maggie, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Abraham, everybody, Sasha, all about it. right, yeah, right. Everybody was there, 
Um, okay. They're doing it in front of an audience of something like two to three thousand at a oh, Hollywood wow. at a Hollywood graveyard. Oh wow, cool! Yeah, it was, to be honest with you, I was kind of like, oh, that sounds really creepy. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, we're approaching Halloween, I suppose, when that goes. So that yeah. go out uh, Sunday the twenty third, directly following. It's a ninety minute Talking Dead special. Oh, I'm wow. guessing they're working on the fear that people are going to need therapy after right. the after the premiere. Um, right. It was very funny to me that Kirkman again asked, you know, is this going to be brutal for us? And he always kind of goes, yeah. <laughs> right. And, right, and right. Um, Chris Hardwick, like, I believe him. You know, everyone I speak to are like, yeah, it's going to be really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, real trepidation. Yep. Well, before okay. we do a final wrap for the week, I, I have a... I have something special that just came in on the uh, insider line, and yeah. um, I might have to do a little post editing. But I have either a uh, question or a comment here, an audio question or a comment here. I don't know what this is, so we're okay. going completely off script here. Yeah, um, and I hopefully hopefully you can hear this. Let's see. Hey, Stuff and Things Podcast. This is Sarah from Stuffin' and Wang's podcast, the yet-to-be-actualized podcast, but nevertheless, just as awesome and epic as yours. I just wanted to uh, stop by and say that I really do like your podcast, um, especially Alfie, you know, even though you want to chop me off at the legs or uh, your partner Sam would like me to be taken out at the knees um, by bullets, apparently, in the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> even though you guys, you know, kind of give it to me harsh here, I uh, really appreciate your podcast. I look forward to it every week. It's really the only thing that's kept me watching Fear the Walking Dead is the watch parties on Sunday nights with my awesome friends and obviously looking forward through the week to your podcast so i just want to thank you you guys are doing a great job even though sam you're a bit of a hater on stuffing and wangs but you don't know how awesome it's going to be yet so when we when we drop that first podcast we'll be sure to let you have time for a shout out so thanks for uh letting oh, me wow. drop a message to you guys love you and uh yeah keep up the good work that's a wrap <laughs> all right there you go <laughs> Uh, they're really going to do a stuffing in Wang's podcast, aren't they? Uh, I would not be surprised to see that. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> can we, can we, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was that was nice. That was a that was a complimentary message. Much better than the feedback I've been getting recently. That's nice. Um, ah. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's very kind. If anyone else would ever like to send us in a message like that, then please do so uh, at least a week in advance so we can make sure you say nice things. And if there's any of my <laughs> friends, so we can beep out the language. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is actually our first, if you like, season finale. We're not going to be very, we're not going to be away for long because, of course, no. um, we're going to be back. So the, the season seven of The Walking Dead begins on the 23rd. Um, and I'm thinking we do a podcast, um, sort of to drop around the 19th, which would be a preview. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we'll get some people on board just so there's not just the two voices. We'll get a few, uh, opinions from various people and, and go from there. But so, so basically it's one week off. Correct. Um, before our new season begins. Uh, but I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's been listening. Uh, we've, this has been uh, the, the longest stint we're probably ever going to do because we started 
a couple of episodes into Fear Season 2. Um, mm-hmm. We then did a retrospective while they were on their mid-season break of The Walking Dead. Um, we then went straight into every episode of Fear. Uh, but I've had a great time. Um, really Absolutely. enjoyed breaking down the shows, uh, especially when we did our watch back of The Walking Dead. I mean, there was so much stuff in that we missed the first time around. It was just great right. to see again. Um, and I've enjoyed these last couple of episodes of Fear. So a big thank you to everyone for listening. A massive thank you to everyone who interacts on the Facebook, etc. Because uh, it's really interesting reading everybody's opinions and, and obviously having a good laugh with a few people with a few of the memes we post. Uh, but right. for me, thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back not next week, but the week after. Absolutely. And as Sam would say, that's me done. That's a wrap. Are you coming back soon? I don't know. We need you now more than ever. <laughs>